Stop, drop, and roll. It's John Anderson's Rally Speedway on 1200XL, episode 14. Hi, everybody. Welcome to 1200XL. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about John Anderson's Rally Speedway. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, I know that you're not the world's biggest fan of auto racing, correct? I would say yes. I would say yes. I mean, there, I have gone through phases where I've enjoyed it more, but it, mm-hmm. overall, not so much. No. Now, if you had to pick of all the major types of auto racing, uh, which one is your favorite? If you discount Demolition Derby, uh, which I will, because I do love that. Mm-hmm. I think I like those road races where they go like across the nation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or like a uh, like Cannonball uh, Run. Well, sort yeah. I mean, kind of like that. They've actually got those. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, so I kind of like those. Uh, but uh, rally race would be somewhere in the ballpark, just because it's neat. They go all kinds of crazy places that cars normally wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also always been kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I I think I like, you know, I watched Ford versus Ferrari, that movie that came out a couple years ago, all about the 24 hours of Le Mans. Uh And uh, I thought that that was a really cool race. 24 hour race. That's wacky. Yeah, Um, that'd be tough. I don't like F1. I don't like any sport, any racing that you can't do a little rubbing. You know, yeah, that's, that, that's the West Virginian in me. You got to yeah. be able to brush up against against your fellow component. Of course, if you do that in an F one car, it's instant death for everybody involved because so. <laughs> they're made of they're made of like paper sticks and glue, <laughs> right? You know, right. can you imagine? But we did a twelve hundred, we did a twenty four hour Amiga thon, mm-hmm. right? And at the end of it. I, we were both absolute disasters. Yeah, I mean, you, I was a grinning idiot. You were an angry, angry man. <laughs> yes. Can you imagine the two of us in a car for twenty four? <laughs> We'd be dead a million times. You know, bro. it would be it would be the old Thelma and Louise ending. I can tell you that. <laughs> right off the cliff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're probably right, Bo. <laughs> well, let's talk, Aaron, about John Anderson and his Rally Speedway. Okay, so this is a game. From way, way back in 1983. I was doing good in 1983. I was two years old. Oh, Um, man. This was published by an outfit called Adventure International. And uh, you wouldn't think uh, a publisher called Adventure International would publish games like this that were not adventure games. But, lo, they did. Um, Of course, they were most famous for, as you can probably guess, uh, Adventure Games. This is the company that was founded by Scott and Alexis Adams back in 1979. Oh, yeah. Uh, They formed the company on the success of their first adventure game for computers. The first text adventure game, some say, for computers, uh, which was called Adventureland, which was actually released the year before in 1978. Mm. But Adventure International did release uh, some additional titles outside of the adventure genre they released uh the official port of lunar lander aaron was released through them that's wacky yeah a couple golf games uh maxi golf sunday golf uh i've not played either of those but you know we're both fans of of golf games so uh, i have to check those out and preppy which I, I remember from my discs back in my youth. I uh, forgot Pre- all about that. I'll be honest. <laughs> Preppy is, is a really good clone of Frogger, 
really yeah. good coin of Frogger. So uh, they, they did some other stuff. Uh, of course, their big, their bread and butter was their uh, Adventure International series of games where it'd be like Castle, Castle Adventure 6. You know, they'd have these, you know, there would be 13 of these things, you know, like sequels based in the same universe. And these things sold tons and tons and tons of copies. Uh, so yeah, they were a big deal publisher back in the day. Now, John Anderson Rally Speedway was written by, you guessed it, Mr. John Anderson. I was a little sad to learn that it is not the lead singer of Yes. I always <laughs> hoped. I always hoped that he dabbled a little in programming, but See, it's sadly I, I not thought, the case. I thought Rally Speedway, when I first, before I started researching this, I was there, I never thought about it. And the funny thing mm-hmm. is it comes up right in the middle of the game on the Atari version, but I thought John Anderson was like some kind of big time rally racer. <laughs> you know, <sort> of <laughs> he like, does have a rally racer type name. Yeah, that's, right, right. that's right. what, you know, sort of like that. We've seen plenty of other games where the, the, they put a famous racer's name at the front. So yeah. I was, I, it's kind of neat that he got top billing in his own game. Yeah, yeah. So uh, John Anderson, just a little background about him. He is he's from Florida. I think he's pretty much lived his whole life in Florida. Um, and uh, he he first bought an Apple II. His first computer was an Apple II. Um, and uh, he, actually, he says that he originally had a, a Bally Astrocade. But of course, the programming was limited on the old Astrocade, hey, as you know. We covered that on ARG. They had <laughs> some pretty right. good stuff, man. That's all right. things considered. Um, but, uh, so anyway, he, uh, he, uh, he, he got an Apple II and he started writing games. Okay. Uh, the first game that he got was, uh, the first game that he wrote was a clone of Defender called the Eliminator, the Eliminator. Um, and, uh, he, he, uh, he tried to get this thing published. He sent it to Sierra, uh, and, uh, they offered him the, uh, they offered him a job working there, but he'd have to move to California. Oh. And uh, and he he's a Florida boy. He he didn't want to move away from Florida, so he said no, thank you. And uh, he uh, he basically he walked over to a local computer store that was owned by Scott Adams. <laughs> and uh, and and so <laughs> yeah, and so he went to Scott Adams Computer Store, and uh, there was uh, the the worker there, maybe the manager there. His name was Dan Horn. He asked uh, he asked Scott if if he wanted to see this game. Scott said, "Yeah," and uh, and and that, and that's how he started uh, writing games for Adventure International. <laughs> that is crazy. That, yeah. What a wacky tale. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, I just walked over to Steve Wozniak's computer discount service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, John wrote three games on the Apple II. He wrote Elim- the Eliminator. He wrote a game called Rear Guard and mm. Sea Dragon. And I know you and I have played Sea Dragon yes. not on the Apple II but on the Coco. Yeah. So, um, and uh, so he switched at that point. He sort of saw that the Apple II was kind of limited in terms of what it could do with games, and he decided to move to the Atari platform just because he thought it was a better platform to develop games on. Correct. Uh, he he bought an Atari eight hundred, used that for development, and uh, he went on to produce one more game called A Rex. And uh, then after that, he actually got a job, as so many of these guys do, working for uh, the Defense Department and making actual real money doing simulations and stuff like that. <laughs> um, and so uh, that is a little bit about John Anderson. So um, well done. Where, where did Rally Speedway come from? Where did the idea germinate? Well, it actually germinated from a game on the Intellivision, Aaron, one of our favorite consoles. Yeah. Uh, there's a game called Auto Racing on there. Um, in auto racing, you are playing the uh, the, the same sort of uh, positional driving as you are in Rally Speedway. It's a top-down position. Uh, you're looking at the car directly ahead above, a bird's-eye view. It's sort of like micro-machines, if you want to compare it to something really famous. Yeah. And uh, you're just sort of moving along the line, you know? Yeah. Um, 
and so it's he slow. was yeah it's, <laughs> Boy, slow. it's slow yeah he was uh he was inspired by auto racing he liked the fact that the game presented an aesthetically pleasing environment and auto racing you're driving around a city and you see some greenery you see some houses and things like that and he wanted to do the same thing just update it make it faster make it more fun and make it for the atari 8-bit and that's where uh that's where rally speedway came from so Rally Speedway. Now, uh, Aaron, before we get started, uh, had you played Rally Speedway before? Absolutely. With you. <laughs> I think you're <laughs> the first person that showed it to me. Uh, I may have played this back in my uh, in my early days with the Atari, back when I was babysitting. It's possible, mm-hmm. uh, but it's uh, uh, I'm not 100% sure. But I definitely, me and you have played it. In fact, uh, we I knew about it because of you because you actually did an Amigos play on this long ago. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're looking at your. If anyone's watching the video, this is boat playing uh, right now, uh, and uh, uh, so I you had given me the, a good taste of this back back early on. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this game is essentially um, a a. They call it a rally race, but it's different than what you consider to be a, a modern rally game because you don't get the uh, you don't get the arrows on the screen that tell you when it's time to turn. No, no, um, you don't. What you do get in this game is a is a is a course that takes you through a twisty, turny route in between. There's there's woods, there's water, there's some houses. And your job is to just direct your car and go lap after lap after lap, trying to get the fastest lap that you can. Uh, that That is essentially the game. Um, now, this is a one or two player title. Uh, when you play in two player mode, of course, there's no, there's no split screen. What they do is they put both cars on the screen at the same time. And if one car crashes, uh, both cars stop. Both cars are reset on the track in the in about the same spot where the crash occurred, and the the car that crashes takes a ten second penalty. Um, honestly, I don't think that's a bad way to do it. I think that that's that's much better than doing what other games do. I'm thinking about a professional ski simulator on the ZX Spectrum, <laughs> yes. where you're literally just left behind <laughs> and you're 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 driving blind to try and catch up with the other guy. Um, this is this is a much better way to do things. Um, now, speaking of crashing and burning, yes. this is probably one of the most fun games to crash in because when you crash your car, it's engulfed in a fiery inferno and your man in his uh, in his crash suit rolls out of the car still on fire. Uh, he, he rolls out of the car. Of course, he's stopped dropping and rolling. He, 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 he manages to put out the flames and then he shakes his fist at the car <laughs> in a threatening manner when, yeah. he, when, he, when he gets out of the car. And he, can, uh, he comes out of the car in different ways. Sometimes mm-hmm. he t- rolls sideways. Sometimes he does like a, a front roll. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he just runs out of the car. And he's, sometimes he's not on fire that much. Sometimes he's on fire a lot. But it always ends with him going like, give it at the arm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a great visual. It's great. Um, this game is uh, it, it offers you uh, a couple different types of uh, surface that you can drive on. You can drive on the normal road. You can drive on a wet road. You can drive on an icy road. Uh, this does not actually change the look of the track. However, <laughs> it changes the, you know, the, 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 the traction that you have. Yeah. So it's, it's it's sort of the built in difficulty level. Um you also have the ability, and this is the killer feature of this game, is there is a track editor built right in, right into the game. So you can actually use all of the assets in the game, all of the tiles to construct your own track. Uh, the, the editor 
is uh, it's 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 that it's not exactly drag and drop like you might expect from a modern game, but I can figure it out. And uh, and so uh, and so if I can figure it out, you can probably figure it out. So uh, it's 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 a neat feature. Um, now, Aaron, what what did you think of Rally Speedway? You know, you, you did, I want to talk about the actual gameplay of this a little bit mm -hmm. because this has got a unique concept. Of, and you and it really you can the options on this are sort of important because you get a ton of options here. Mm -hmm. Uh, one or two players, the tight road conditions. Then you get an option where you play like real life or like only in the computer. What that means is you just nothing kills you. You just go through woods, houses, everything. And you can literally just get in the car, just drive around the map, mm -hmm. which is, <laughs> I love that. I'll it's great. It's, it's great that they put that in. It's like yeah. a cheat mode built in. <laughs> then you've got a top speed allowed. Uh, and what this, <laughs> this game is odd. It'll actually... The the but did you talk about how you stop? No, that, yeah, that, that's actually a really important thing. This so this game uh, has no acceleration. Like yeah. once you start, you're going, you're yes. going full speed. Okay, and you you push uh, up and down. I believe no, it's left and right. You push left and right to guide your car to the left or the right. Your button acts as your brake. Yes. Okay. And so one of the options, as you just said, is is to set your top speed. So if you set your top speed at 100, you're going to be going so fast that, I mean, you're going to be using the brake constantly in that. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, it, it just depends on. But again, you know, the better you get, if you're going for that best time, you want to get the fastest car and do the best you can. But it's, it's one of those it's one of those great things about great games where it's so well balanced. You have to make the choice of, you know, do you want to get a lower top speed, use less of the brake, maybe crash less and get a faster time? Or do you want to push your luck and go for that higher top speed? I don't think I've ever seen a game that that had the gas always pressed to the floor and mm -hmm. you control the brake. And you would mm -hmm. think to yourself, this is moronic. But it actually is makes it fun, and I'll, yeah. I mean, I, I I've never played anything like that. And I think that's neat, and the mm -hmm. fact that you could also the aside from the top speed, you could also set how fast the car speeds up. Right, like if you've got it on fast, it's like a, a, a Lamborghini, like zero to a hundred, like two seconds. Mm -hmm. But if you've got it on slow, it takes a while. And, and, and in a race course like the one that it comes with, you're kind of going to want to. I don't think I'd want to accelerate that fast. You certainly don't want to go at top speed. And so when you're learning to play the game, you can turn the acceleration uh, low and play at the low speed. And you can actually go through it and, and kind of play and not instantly get murdered, you know? Right. So the it actually has a built-in uh, self-controlled learning curve. I mean, boat called it. All you do in this is just go around getting lap times. That's mm -hmm. it. Uh, unless you're playing with your buddy, in which case you ram each other while you try to get your lap times and, and laugh. Uh, but uh, I like the I like the control element. The controls are tight on this thing. Uh, the the car uh, moves at a good clip. It's not. I mean, it goes fast when it's supposed to, but it, you know, the, it goes at the right speed uh, for me. Uh, the the uh, surrounding environment are neat. You come past all these houses. I think to me, I can picture a neighborhood like the one you drive through in this. Lots of trees, lots of little lakes, and then lots of people with swimming pools and big houses everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it's neat to think that you're sitting in a, a, a swimming pool somewhere and a rally car just drives about 100 miles an hour. <laughs> going, and all oh, it just went into the lake and there's a guy on fire. And this could all be. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be happening while you're sitting in your pool, man. Uh, so I thought that was neat. You know, I, I, it'd be interesting to wonder, to wonder why he didn't choose a city or, or a, a more 
I mean, it's an odd choice for the track. I guess it's not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what he was going for, but I mean, it's neat to go to see all the what he's got lying around. That makes yeah. I think that's well, in a way, you know, it reminds me of Getaway in a way because Getaway had the same sort of yeah. tiles. You know, your lake tiles, your tree yeah, tiles, absolutely. Yeah, uh, didn't the getaway guy say that he had been? This was one of his inspirational pieces, wasn't it? I think so. I yeah. think so. I mean, how could it not have been? Um, yeah. Now, um, now this game sold well. Um, it did not sell in the numbers that that John thought it would. Uh, in fact, this was sort of both this and Arex. This, of course, was coming up around the time where things really started to go south in the computer industry here in the United States. Yeah, and. Um, and uh, and so he decided that he just wasn't able to make the kind of money he wanted to make just writing games. And that's what but he did say that it sold, you know, sort of well. Um, I could not find any reviews uh, of of, uh, of this in in magazines of the day. And of course, as you know, um, a lot of the Atari magazines back in the day um weren't didn't didn't give scores you know they didn't they didn't give 87 percent or anything right. like that so uh i wasn't able to find any uh any scores but i can i can't imagine this wouldn't i mean this would have had to have, have scored pretty well don't you think well i know it's it's remembered quite fondly if i if i'm not mistaken the uh, atari age i believe put out a 5200 version of this uh uh that's been released in the past you know how many years but I saw it out there. I saw the boxes for it. It's funny that this only got released uh, in for the C64 and for the Atari. You would think that this would have gotten, I would have tried to have gotten this out to a lot of different, uh, you know, consoles yeah. and computers of the day. Yeah, uh, because I, think I mean, you could have fun. easily, you could have translated this easily to almost anything. Now, I know that there was a Java uh, port of this that was under development in the early 2000s. I did some, I did some hunting around. I had to go through the old uh, internet wayback machine to find information about it. Unfortunately, it seems like development was stopped in 2007, but it, it did look cool. It looked like they were trying to implement a full multiplayer mode and things like that. Hmm. But uh, as far as I know, that is the only fan made thing and, and and rally speedway just seems to have, have faded into the past have, have uh, i believe did did we both together try the c64 version of this boat i remember trying it it seems like you were there do you remember it's possible it's possible i uh just for fun i grabbed a, some video of it and grabbed the video of the atari here and if you're watching the video uh, we've got them side by side uh, i've played the c64 version of this and i've played of course the atari and i i I mean, you can see that the uh, C64 guy's got his top speed up, and, and there are some flourishes on the C64 version that the Atari version doesn't have. But I will say, I thought the Atari version played a lot better than the C64. Because mm. uh, your mileage may vary. But it's neat, if you and if you're a, a C64 enthusiast, it'd be one to hunt hunt out and try. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact that you've got the, uh, the uh, track editor... Uh, I you know I I wonder if there's a bunch of awesome tracks out there somewhere that would be that would be kind of neat to play different people's uh, tracks. I don't think I've ever played any one except for the one you know the one that came with it. So that might be kind of fun too. Uh, but I don't I would never try to make my own. <laughs> it yeah, looked too yeah. complicated for me. <laughs> now we did get a single Discord review on this game. It came to us from Mitsuyama. He says uh, this game is presented well with a colorful title screen and a menu that has lots of options. The sound is minimal with just the engine noise plus some tire screeches as you skid around the corners. The graphics are nice, although the car does look a little like a tractor. And it would have been nice <laughs> if the road had different colors to represent the different conditions, like dry, wet, and icy. Yeah. 
He says, the crash animation is fantastic. Your car bursts into flames and John dives from the wreckage on fire and rolls to the floor to put the flames out. The handling of the car feels great and it's very satisfying when you successfully negotiate a series of corners without losing too much speed. However, I found the gameplay a little lacking. The one-player game needs a CPU-controlled opponent to race against, as I found just endlessly completing laps trying to beat my fastest time eventually became boring. I guess the two-player game is where the most fun is, but I never got a chance to try this. Including a track editor is a nice bonus that adds some longevity to the game. Good review from Mitsuyama. Yeah, I, I, you know, this this game in some ways, this, you know, we I had games for the Odyssey that would just go on forever, right? You just mm-hmm. play them, and and, then, and you would play for speed, and this sort of is like in in gameplay. This is sort of a throwback, where and it wouldn't be that far to throw. I might add, this is kind of a game that straddles two different uh, uh, times in gaming, where they had the they, they, he made it more complicated, more uh, beautiful. You know, and, and added a bunch of cool options, but the actual gameplay is very much, uh, you know, eight bit old eight bit game style gameplay. And so, mm-hmm. uh, you you would think that a sequel to this, that if, if what had ever been made, could have been a quite a quite an interesting uh, undertaking to see what he could have done with it if he kind of left some of that old school gaming uh, behind and tried to you know spice it up and make it a real fast action packed racer. Yeah, yeah, I've always loved games where you're, you know, you're pushing your luck and you're trying to, uh, you're trying to do the best you can uh, just to get around the track. And so this is, um, this is definitely one that that I come back to over and over. Whenever I fire up my my twelve hundred XL, this is always a game that I play. So yeah, it's good for uh, at least ten minutes of fun. That's for darn yeah, sure. Yeah, I did look this up on the eBay. Uh, you can get a cart only version of this for about fifty bucks, forty four ninety nine. If you want a complete, uh, actually, this is just with the manual. If you want the cart and the manual, seventy nine. No box copies exist on eBay, and as far as I can tell, have been sold in in a long time. So yeah. uh, it's a pretty expensive title, but you know these Atari carts are getting more and more expensive as time goes on. Indeed. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Well, as we close this out, we want to remind you that we do produce this show uh, once a month. And if you enjoy it, feel free to uh, head on over to patreon.com slash 1200XL. If you'd like to throw us a couple bucks every month, we'd sure appreciate it. And uh, we do record the show live on Twitch once a month over at twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming. So now, Aaron, next week, next month, when a 1200XL returns... Uh, we had our first 1200XL game selection committee vote, okay? And uh, we had our Discord community. Uh, everybody that supports any of our shows at the $10 a month level gets to vote on any of our game selection committees. And so uh, we had a vote for uh, games in the adventure slash RPG category. And the one and only Paul, a.k.a. Hermsky, nominated a game called School Days, Aaron. School Days. That we are going to play. Is this is this uh, 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 the game that was also on the ZX? That's correct. This oh. is a newly ported uh, version of the ZX Spectrum Classic for the Atari 8-bit computer. Okay. All right. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that sounds good, man. Yeah, yeah. So we will be back next month with School Days. And until then, make sure you play your Atari today.